When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on iTunes and at Facebook.com slash DCAU Review. Now, here's today's episode. Hey, it's episode three of the DCAU Review. I'm Cal, and along with me as always is my brother, good friend Liam. Liam, welcome back to the DCAU Review. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me again. I, uh, I love doing this show. I'm very excited. <laughs> Very excited to talk about today's episode. Yeah, man, we're uh, hard to believe we're already on episode three of Batman the Animated Series. This week we'll be covering the third episode chronologically of Batman the Animated Series. That, of course, is Nothing to Fear. And uh, Liam, I'm, I'm pumped to talk about this episode today. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Um, I don't remember watching. I, I definitely didn't get to watch this episode a lot when we were growing up uh, due to the Scarecrow being the villain. And we were, uh, he was, he was a little scary. Uh, dad and mom didn't want me watching it and getting nightmares. So uh, I, I can't remember watching this episode a whole, whole lot, uh, maybe once or twice when I was uh, real young. And then maybe once or twice when it actually came back out on DVD. But, uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised with this episode. Yeah. Uh, to me, this is, uh, this is, it held, it held up so well. And, uh, we'll get into the specifics of our categories, but, uh, in, in a minute here, but yeah, it held up in, in a way that I did not expect. Uh, people remember, I think this is the, the famous, uh, the episode that has the famous uh, Kevin Conroy, maybe the famous line Kevin Conroy ever uttered as Batman. The I am vengeance, I am the night, I am Batman. No, you are not my father. I am not a disgrace. I am vengeance. I am the night. I Batman. It's uh, it's on t-shirts. It's on it's a me- it's a meme to an extent. Uh, it's it's one of the lasting uh, phrases yep. uh, that has ma- you know, that made this show so memorable. It uh, it was even brought back and uh, and uttered again by Kevin Conroy in the uh, Batman Arkham Knight video game a few years ago. Um, so it's it's one of the, it's it's such an iconic line and it's his it's it's Kevin Conroy's signature Batman line right like it's, you have again, it's the thing. you have your other Batman's Batman signatures you know I'm Batman like you know may, maybe is is Christian Bale wearing, or yes. uh, right I'm not wearing hockey I'm not wearing hockey pads right uh, <laughs> yes. yeah this is his signature line and uh, this is one of the first episodes as as we mentioned in in our on leather wings episode where. Batman wasn't even necessarily the focal point of that episode. Uh, I mean, this is the first mm-hmm. one of the first episodes where Kevin Conroy is asked to do the you know the lion's share of the the sort of the the heart and the acting of the episode. And yeah. to me, it's it's one of his most memorable and one of his greatest performances ever. 
Uh, I would agree. Yeah, I, I think uh, as we already discussed, this isn't one. If you would ask me to to list my top ten, just off the top of my head, Batman animated series episodes, I don't think this would have even maybe crossed my mind uh, to think of one. But uh, you know, this this episode after watching it and and really as we've been doing, just kind of putting that it under the microscope to look at it, the plot itself. Man, this is really deep stuff for a children's cartoon. Absolutely. Yeah, we and we talked about that in the in the first week uh, with On Leather Wings that this cartoon, obviously, why it transcends and why it's uh, it's legendary and why it's able to to kind of hold up after so many years is because they were able to you know incorporate adult themes and and uh, you know uh, things that uh, that adults could sort of understand and comprehend and they didn't dumb everything down uh for the kids that it's marketed towards uh which is why this episode i think is is really really good um all right so uh thanks again for tuning in to the dcau review Uh, don't forget to follow us uh, on twitter you can follow us at dcau review you can like us on facebook we're at facebook.com slash dcau review and uh you can also Subscribe to us on iTunes, so please, we would love for you to do that. And uh, if you, while you're there, you can give us a five-star review. We would certainly appreciate that. Uh, but uh, in case this is your first episode, if you're just checking us out, uh, we're so glad. And we'd love for you to check out the previous two episodes. We did Christmas with the Joker for episode two, and then episode one was on Leather Wings. And Liam, basically, uh, each episode, we break it down into four categories. Yes, uh, we have four categories, each uh, zero on a scale of zero to ten. Uh, those four categories are plot, music, animation, and the voice acting. Um, every once in a while, we may throw in some sort of bonus points if there's if there's something that's not covered in those four main categories that we really liked. But yes, so uh, for most episodes, it'll be basically a scale of zero to forty. All right. So, uh, what do you say we start at the plot? Sounds good to me. Uh, I gave the plot a seven out of ten. Okay. It's uh, it's it's very simple in some ways. Uh, it's a story of of revenge. Uh, so the scarecrow was a professor at this college, and he was doing these uh, illegal experiments, and which sort of the of his ear toxin, which he uses. Uh, uh, he, he gasses everybody in this episode at least once. <laughs> <laughs> thrown out of the university and he's and so he swears revenge at the you know he's a, he's a misunderstood genius he's the mad scientist sure. uh, that's so on that side it's, it's sort of a simple sort of revenge plot but you have this underlying uh that once batman is hit with the fear toxin and after batman has a discussion with uh the head of the college who happened to go to school with uh batman's father that he's afraid that uh that he's bringing shame to the Wayne name. And uh, that's deep again, stuff. <laughs> yeah, and especially if, if you, if you're at all familiar with Batman, uh, the whole, whole reason for being, and his whole reason is in honor of his parents' death. And so to have the idea of, and that's, that's sort of never changed. It's sort of never been questioned. So the idea that he would, you know, this, this great, incredible, courageous man would suddenly be plagued with doubt suddenly be plagued with fear of what if all all, what if all of this is for nothing what if they would be ashamed of me what if Mm. they what if i shouldn't be doing this at all like that's um, like imagine any other children's cartoon (laughs) 
especially in the early 1990s, as you as we mentioned a few, a few times on our last show, like coming from the the Super Friends era, the, the <laughs> Spider Man and his Amazing Friends types of shows, to have a show that's now questioning the very you know his very motivation for putting on this cape and cow and becoming this this creature of the night and that strikes fear into criminals hearts and to have him then sort of step back and and be plagued with fear and doubt that maybe maybe this was all for nothing that's that's i think that's a real life thing that I, everybody will go through at some point in their life wondering if what why did i make this choice why did i take right. this job why did i you know, why did I start dating this person? Whatever, whatever you're, you know, everybody yep. has a moment in their life where they think, what if I made the wrong decision? And certainly, and we're, we're all concerned about whether or not, whether or not we want to admit it or not. We're concerned about our, our parents or whoever our parent figure is in our life. We want them to be proud of us. We want them, Absolutely. we want them to, you know, approve of what we've chosen to do and, and to, to, to bring honor to their name, if you will, uh, using, using the, the example of this episode. We're, we can all identify with that, whether it's our actual parents, whether it's you know mentors in our life, grandparents, aunts, uncles, whoever it is. There's somebody in our life that we just want at the end of the day to say, I'm proud of you. And when you don't have that, when that person isn't there anymore and your motivation for doing something is – that person, as is in the case in Batman, you know, his, his motivation for being Batman, like you said, is to to avenge his parents' death, is to fight crime, is to do stuff so that there aren't other parents of, of children to do that. And in doing so, he wants he wants to bring, you know, he wants his parents, to, he would want his parents to be proud of him. So for him to have doubt and uh, for the Scarecrow's fear toxin to play, you know, to play, play on that is man, that's so deep for this child's cartoon. Absolutely. Give that a seven out of 10. So I just, uh, what, uh, what was your score? Uh, I, I gave, I also gave it a seven out of 10. Um, I think the things that we hit on and that in your points are, are very valid. Uh, I think it probably would have been higher if it wasn't. There was a couple of plot holes that I felt, you know, I, again, maybe I'm nitpicking here. How did the Scarecrow get a blimp? <laughs> and a, he, like a Wright Brothers plane inside that blimp? Right, right. How does this happen? How do these – he's not a billionaire. He stole – he also flew a helicopter in the first scene. That's like right. he owns a helicopter and a blimp? Like he stole he a blimp? That, he, well, it's established also in, in the first scene that he's not – they aren't robbing banks. He does take some money, but he says it's not about money. It's about uh, you know burning, burning the school down. So right. it's established that he isn't a, uh, necessarily a super wealthy man. And there is a little bit of, of a deus ex machina ending where – Batman gets his, you know, analyzes part of Scarecrow's mask that he tore from his costume and and realizes that the material was made at a, you know, at, was made by one of five companies. And one Star of the, Labs with a cameo, by the yeah, way, which I, I never caught before. Me either. A uh, nice little early uh, Star Labs obviously became a very big part of uh, the CAU, especially when we got into Superman. But um but uh, and one of them happens to be uh, a, a crane chemicals, so it seems a little bit like oh, it just so happens that which happens to be owned by the you know the professor who was recently <laughs> fired by the university. Um, so and it's again, it's twenty two minutes. They didn't, <laughs> right. have t- they didn't have ten minutes to spare where he's 
you know, painstakingly uh, analyzing crime scenes and, and stuff like that. But sure. You didn't have those magic goggles and spray that you had. <laughs> um, yeah, where were those? He That would have helped a lot, a right. lot. Made this go a lot quicker if that was the case. Yeah, I, I think so much, just like in the case of On the Leather Wing, so much of the time was spent uh, on the the storyline not necessarily it, it was more about this episode despite having the 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 scarecrow in it and having that whole he's getting revenge and stuff that's almost the b story of the episode the a story of the episode if you will is batman fighting this fear of disappointing his father like that's that's the that's the only thing that matters in this episode everything yeah. else is just kind of like eh, okay well there's some motivation for this the thing that i didn't get or i kind of left my head scratching with scarecrow didn't get fired doesn't it doesn't ever say specifically that he got fired by uh the the college only that dr long called him stupid or an <laughs> idiot or something like he 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 doesn't it doesn't i mean it shows him before this review board which i guess is supposed to you know intimate that he got let go or or whatever by by the college but he doesn't say oh dr long is responsible for me getting fired or losing my dream job or keeping me from being able to perform these experiments it's like he called me an idiot or called me stupid like okay so he called you stupid and you're just that crazy, which I guess may, that lines up more with the character. He's just so crazy that, yeah. you know, he, he's not afraid to experiment on people with tear, fear toxins. So he's also not crazy enough or not too crazy to not exact revenge because he was called stupid, I, right. I, guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess that idea is, you know, it's one thing if you if you fire me or you make me, you know, you call me a lunatic. But but how dare you question my intelligence? Yeah, it's uh that's almost more of a Riddler motivation, I think, which we'll get to the lines. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's definitely, like I said, it's very much a paint-by-the-numbers uh, mad scientist wronged by his former institution. Now he swears revenge. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I gave it I gave it a 7 out of 10. Uh, uh, also, what there, one other plot point that I just had to point out that was very interesting, especially, you know, being so fresh in my mind with the uh, on leather wings episode this Batman comes out of the safe in the very first scene where he has an interaction with scarecrow and he's been hit by this fear toxin and there's a fire that starts and the fire goes out and the police get there and the police don't try to arrest Batman. They just have a conversation with him. Was, yeah. was there a plot uh, point that I missed in on leather wings where commissioner Gordon told Bullock to stop trying to arrest Batman or, or am I just am I just to assume that these cops didn't want to arrest Batman and now he's friends? Even Bullock didn't. I mean, he got smart, snarky with him, but he didn't try to arrest him. I think the idea is once the police saw that there was another Bat creature besides Batman, then they no longer thought Batman was responsible. Okay. But you're right that there was never an official declaration of, you know, I'm disbanding your task force or anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, there's actually one more plot hole that I wanted to talk about, too. Not plot hole, but a, a plot point that I thought was interesting. It's very subtle. And uh, actually, your boy, your boy Alfred in this episode uh, plays a very small, small role. And I actually, uh, when we talk about the voice acting, I was, I was going to hit on this, but not as distracting in this episode. I thought thought he was okay uh his performance in this your your boy clive bowen was uh was uh or whatever his name is earl bowen that's right earl bowen did a did a better job in this episode but there's a cool little little kind of scene where he talks to alfred about how 
you know, he mentions that he's kind of worried about whether or not his motivation for doing this, it would, would make his parents proud or make his father proud. And Alfred puts his arm around him and he says, you know, you know how I, I know that he would be proud and you know how I know he'd be proud because I'm proud of you. So it kind of gives this cool introduction. You know, we haven't had, didn't build much depth uh, for Alfred in the first couple episodes. He's just kind of a background character that happens to be there. But in this episode, it kind of lays that foundation for Alfred to be really a, a, a supporting character for Bruce and, and to really help balance him out and to sort of bring the Bruce Wayne, the human, the human part of him, as as he so often is portrayed, in, whether it's in comics, whether it's in the movies, uh, but his goal is and his his role is to make sure that the Bruce part isn't lost in Batman. Uh, we mentioned this a little bit last week when we talked about uh, Robin and sort of his role to be the the lighter side, to be the jokier side sometimes. And yes, Alfred's role is to is to kind of help Batman look on the bright side a little bit. I think. And yes, the 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 way that line of "I know your father would be proud of you because I'm proud of you." That's you know that he is the you know he's the grand he's the grandfather of the Bat family. He's the right. Alfred is the guy who's again we talked about needing approval or wanting approval from paternal figures or from from parental figures, and Alfred's sort of the one there reassuring him, which you know in turn gives gives Batman the strength to sort of, to sort of snap himself out of the the fear induced hallucinations a bit later in the episode. And yeah, I would, I would say this was absolutely, this was the, the peak of, uh, of Earl Bowen's Alfred. Um, <laughs> but and also because in the first few episodes, he's just, he's very droll. And again, he's there basically just to make sort of a, a snotty British quip and then, uh, and then walk <laughs> away. And this episode, he gets to, to act a little bit and show some emotion and talk, you know, and talk some sense into, into Bruce and, and be the guy who almost literally picks him up when he's, when he's down. Yep. And, uh, and then, but he's still, he's still the butler and he's still a parent. So he's like, well, okay, we're going to get you some soup and you're going to go to bed. Like that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a very nice. And again, it took, I don't know, 30 seconds, but you immediately understand what this man's role is in the, in, in Batman, in, in yep. helping Bruce Wayne and Batman be who they are and what his role is and how many, you know, almost literally Batman has somebody to lean on. You know, if everybody else is down on him, if everybody else has abandoned him, Alfred's always going to be there to pick him back up. Certainly, certainly. All right, uh, well, we'll move on and, and uh, oh, sorry, drive, drive by plot hole, giant Zeppelin crashes into building, killing thousands. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> and we'll move on to voice. Both of the Scarecrow thugs that are with him, they just fall out of the blimp. Batman doesn't make a single attempt to try to save them. Uh, but they, they conveniently them. landed in a tree. <laughs> One of them landed on an awning. Uh, I felt like three stories and landed on an awning and bounced off and hit the ground. And the other Probably one, yeah, dead. Just landed... Yeah, and then the one just landed in a tree. So... Well, again, they had the whole F- they had the FCC issue of being able to show death on, in a children's cartoon, so they chose <laughs> to just to just leave it kind of open ended. Did he die by being impaled by a branch in that tree? Possibly, you know. Did did he bounce off of that awning and then launch back up into the, the sky and fall on his neck and break it? Probably, you know. But they couldn't show the actual death. Right. All right. Uh, so voice acting. Uh, we talked a little bit about your your boy, Mr. Bowen, already. Uh, what did you think of the the voice acting? 
Yeah, I gave it a, a nine out of ten. I I thought everybody's performance, like I mentioned earlier, nice. Uh, this was the this was quite literally the Kevin Conroy show. It was he, <laughs> he, he was act, asked to basically carry all of the emotional and and uh, you know the big beats of the story. Does he do? Does he do his own father's voice in this episode? It was hard to tell. Yeah, it, it felt I, to me. It sounded like the voice of the the back computer was doing. But yes, in future episodes, uh, specifically, I can think of uh, "Perchance to Dream" uh, down the road. Uh, Kevin Conroy voices his, uh, voices Thomas Wayne as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, he was asked to do a lot here, and again, this is very early on in the production of these episodes. He's still sort of finding his voice and. Um, and literally finding his voice and uh, <laughs> he, he just knocks it out of the park. And like I said, beyond that, the classic line that, that we brought up earlier, he is, you could give that line to a lot of people and it would sound really hokey. Um, yeah. And, or it would sound, or something you could see in like maybe a 19, you know, 1970s, like uh, Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams, Batman comic. Right. Maybe and you look at it with twenty seventeen eyes and you go, okay, that's a little silly. I am the knight, right? Uh, <laughs> but and you listen to that man say those words and you're like, hell yeah, he's the knight. Hell yeah, he's right. vengeance. Like that's right. He's um Kevin Conroy is amazing in this episode, and so he gets most of the credit for the for the high score of nine for the voice acting. But as we mentioned, I thought Alfred was was the best he's been as far as his original voice goes and. Uh, the the Jonathan Crane Scarecrow voice is uh, again uh, very mad scientist is got a you know sort of a, the British accent and he's very holier than thou constantly insulting his his two uh, thugs and calls one of them like an, a dropout which made me laugh and <laughs> like the, the the lighter moments in this story mostly come from Scarecrow uh, interacting with his two thugs who are just these kind of big dumb glutes. Right, but uh, I mean, yeah, the lion's share of the credit for for my high score of nine here on this voice acting has got to be for uh, for Kevin Conroy's performance. Uh, what did you think? I uh, I gave it a seven out of ten myself. I would agree with you completely. Kevin Conroy steals the show in this episode. This is the first episode we actually get to see, uh, like you said, his his acting chops. So I, I you know. That line in and of itself is it, worth several points, uh, and the fact he was able to deliver it. I thought uh, there's a brief interaction that we talked about between Bullock and Batman that I thought was really good uh, because it, again, shows a little bit of depth. It's a 30-second, it's a maybe less 15-second conversation between Bullock and Batman, but shows the animosity that Bullock still has for Batman. He doesn't care for him. Uh, it's delivered perfectly. Now there's a little bit of repartee back and forth. He talks about you know police evidence that he should drop and stuff. It's really really good. I I actually thought the weakest part of this episode, and maybe it's because I have the benefit of comparing it to the later incarnation of Scarecrow, was the Scarecrow voice. I, this character is supposed to, in my mind, the Scarecrow's whole the the, the only thing that he has over over any of Batman's other rogues is this ability to 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 strike fear and obviously some of it is aided by whatever chemical concoction he's created to to in the fear gas but he he himself should be frightening and in this episode i couldn't help but look at him and see like he's real gangly he's got like you know he's got a bat it looks like a dude with a bag on his head you know the character i wasn't 
you know, a- a- anyway, and, and the voice of itself just kind of added to super, it felt super over the top for me, super, um, super cartoon. It, it just felt like I'm a super superhero cartoon villain. So I have to be over the top. You know, Skeletor or, uh, you know, Cobra, right. Cobra Commander style, you know, I'm evil. Yeah, it's. I, right, he's he's, and I get it. I I think I think what you said. He's a mad he's a mad scientist. So they they told the the guy that was doing uh you know Hen- Henry Pollock the second who did Scarecrow's uh, voice in both uh, this episode and later Batman the animated series episodes. But when you compare it, like I said, when I compare that to uh the the voice that was used later on in Batman uh, the new Batman Adventures, uh it's it's just it's night and day to me. Like it's it's not scary, it's not creepy. It's just a dude with a bag on his head. There's there's yeah. nothing scary about that. Um so so I, I that that brought it down just a, a little a little notch. Um but I, I actually did like he had one really good line that I thought he delivered really well. And he was like, what hidden terror keeps the Batman awake at night? What hidden terror keeps the Batman awake at night? Yeah. And then right when he right, that that actually was really, really good. I, I appreciated the way that he delivered that that line. That's a great little soundbite uh, from him. But again, the rest of it, the performance, I thought was a little over the top. So I gave seven out of ten on that. Fair enough. Um, let's uh, let's move on to uh, animation. Uh, what do you think of the animation of this episode? Uh, animation, I gave eight out of ten here. Um to me, this is one of the strong. There's a few, a little bit of wonkier parts in to me in the first act. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the, stru- the when Batman's first sort of confronting the Scarecrow, um, but for the most part, uh, a lot of that comes from the probably the last five to ten minutes of the episode when he's uh, when he's hanging off the blimp. I, I'm going to talk a lot about just the motions of Batman's cape. Mm. Really making you feel like he's like he's hanging or swinging through the city at you know he's however many. You're a big cape away. guy. We we yeah. established that in on leather wings. You're a big cape yeah. animation guy. That's that, and that maybe goes to you know the talk of uh of the of just how painstaking the animation process can be, but they sure. put in so much work to make him look great. And I also think the final shot of the episode is uh, Bruce Wayne laying flowers at his parents' grave. And he's walking away, and he has, he has sunglasses on and a big black overcoat. And the coat's blowing in the wind. His hair is blowing in the wind. Like I thought this episode was at the... A lot of the fear uh, hallucinations that various characters have in this episode, mm-hmm. when Thomas Wayne first appears in the flames, uh, and uh, the when Batman transforms into it like a literal gargoyle or a literal demon mm-hmm. when the scarecrow has been given a taste of his own medicine, uh, that to me is so phenomenally done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you give it? Uh, I gave it a seven out of ten. Actually, um, I I I would agree with you. It's funny you were talking about that scene where he lays the flowers. Like I was getting goosebumps just thinking about that scene. Um, the music adds a whole bunch to that. It's really awesome too. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but uh, I I I thought that it was way better uh, yards and miles ahead of Christmas with a Joker. And obviously, just watching that one c- to compare the two of those, this one looks 
looks way, way, way better. Um, there's a scene at the very beginning where Bruce is in an elevator uh, with uh, Dr. Long and Dr. Long, you know, tells him that he's bringing shame to the Wayne name and he's sitting there and he, and he's looking out over the city and you see his reflection and the glass. Super cool. Like just yeah. a super cool detail that would have been easy just to kind of fill in with, in the background with like a painted background, not have the reflection there, but just a little cool detail like that. Uh, like you already mentioned, the, the fire hallucination, seeing the fire kind of work into a face and then, you know, Thomas Wayne's face to come out of it. Uh, the, the scene where Dr. Long's hands kind of morph into skeletons uh, was, was really good. Uh, and these were all things that, that could have been sort of like we talked about last time. And I think some of it, some of it they did. Um, in the scene where everybody gets attacked with the fear gas, uh, it, the scene, the kind of the escape scene where he kidnaps Doctor Long, uh, you know, they they could have just gone, oh, you know, oh, it's so scary, or oh, there's spiders on me, and and I can't right. see them, but they they went through it, kind of giving you that that didn't go with a bird's eye view. They kind of went with the first person view so that you could kind of see what they were experiencing, which was which was cool, um, and then where he's hanging from the front of the zeppelin or the the blimp uh, and the Thomas Wayne's face appears and then he turns into a, this freaky looking skeleton thing, like just super cool. Um, and then I, I agreed with you also, I had written down the, the Batman being in the shadows. This is kind of the first episode that you get to oh, see yes. this, yeah. this, the, the, what would become the, the, the epitome of, of Batman drawing or, or, you know, what you think of when you, when you think of Bruce, Tim Batman drawings, that just the white eyes in the dark, you know, the, a little bit of blue maybe from to, to show you his silhouette, but just, just the eyes and the darkness. And then he comes out of the shadows and he, you know, he sprays crane with his own fear gas turns into this gigantic demon gargoyle thing. Uh, just, just really, really cool. Uh, and it's funny that in Batman, obviously in uh, Batman Begins, they sort of do something similar to that transformation uh, where where Jonathan Crane gets sprayed, sprayed with his own fear gas and Batman turns into this monster gargoyle, you know, demon type looking Batman thing. So it's it's cool to, to see that also translated into into actual live action Batman movies later on. Yeah, and one other uh, thing I just wanted to mention is at the the very end we mentioned he he lays the flowers on on his parents' grave and he walks away, and the shadow he casts has ah man it's Bruce Wayne walking away but you see the bat ears in his shadow, and that's that's a really cool little visual thing and I've seen other comic book artists do it, mm-hmm. but this was the first time I remember seeing it ever in animation. Yeah, I miss I miss that one completely, but I think that's one that they call back to there's definitely a, a callback to or two later in the series that that they do that too i, th- I think on in uh, the gray ghost episode uh there's a there's a scene at the very end where that's the same thing happens so it's that's really cool i, I didn't even recognize that that's cool yeah it's again just a little some of those little minor touches really really again it's it's that little bit of extra effort that i think will separate you know our favorite episodes from our least favorite episodes in, in all of these series we're going to review uh, all right, moving on to our final category, we got music. Um, I thought that uh, from the very beginning, from the title card, uh, that first of all, the title cards, we could do our own like you know extra bonus points for the title cards. I thought the title card for this episode uh, definitely would add a point or two. You know what? Why don't I do that? I'm going to make this a bonus point episode. All right. I'm going to add add this uh I'm going to give an extra bonus point on just for the title card itself. Uh, it's a, 
uh, we'll post it with the actual episode here, but you know, it's a, it's, it is a scarecrow. It's, it's light. The light source is coming from behind and shining through it and just creepy as all get out. And it's got the, uh, you know, it's got the, the words, nothing to fear written on it It, immediately that as a child that scared the pants off of me, like (laughs) nothing to fear. Okay. But there's this giant creepy scarecrow standing there and then they bring in this music accompaniment with it, man. So good. I gave, I gave the music for this episode, eight out of 10, uh, the, the immediate, uh, strings that come in right at the beginning and and lead to this sort of theme that follows scarecrow around and it's actually the theme that that also sort of follows batman around as he's affected by the fear gas so so good uh it happened you know that theme kind of comes in every time thomas wayne shows up um a uh, he gives his and, and then the the music that comes it kind of it kind of morphs into the Batman theme as he, after he delivers his, yes. his I am the night, I am Batman uh, line. And he swings through the glass of the, of the blimp. Uh, just so, so good the way they, they moved it in together. And then uh, you already touched on the, the actual scene itself, but I, I thought the, the music at the very end where he's laying the roses on the grave, like, man, just like literally now just thinking about that, that scene, I have goosebumps because I can hear the theme in my head and you just get the, you know, He's finally he's finally realizes that yes you know what this whole this whole time I've been doubting this whether or not this making my parents proud or not and you know what by defeating this fear and realizing that I'm I'm doing something good and that's all that my dad would want me to do is something good you know I'm I'm doing that and he lays the roses down there and the, the music's playing and the wind's blowing it's just just great yeah. So, so I, I gave uh, I gave music eight out of ten for this. How about you? Uh, I went ten out of ten on this. This nice. This to me, per, per, our first perfect score. Yeah, no, this was this is just outstanding. I mean, you mentioned the way the themes sort of interlocked and sort of laid on top of each other, and and the very eerie feeling when when the main scarecrow theme plays to the sort of the Batman's fear music, uh, and then following that into sort of the more classic Batman theme. Uh, it was just, just an amazing job. Um, and again, something that just wasn't happening a lot in, in especially in children's cartoons was to have a live orchestra sure. uh, uh, recording for every episode. And they just, they did such a phenomenal job and every scene makes you feel the emotion that the character's feeling when, when Batman is down, the music is very, you know, it's very low and, and dour. And at the, when he, and when he triumphs, when he, when he realizes, you know, thanks to Alfred and thanks to you know him overcoming his demons and he's ready to go fight Scarecrow, fight the bad guys. And the Batman theme swells. It feels very triumphant. You feel, you're like, all right, let's go. All right. He's, you know, he, he faced some adversity. He got over it. And now it's time to kick some butt. Like you right. feel that. And again, yeah. you, and yeah, and the theme at the end, the music playing at the end when when he lays the the flowers at his parents' grave is it's it's somber in a way because it is still his you know he'll never truly get over the losing his parents, but 
there's there's an, a twinge of hope to it that he is yeah. he is a hero he is bringing honor to them as you mentioned and to me uh just the best parts of this are that the best episodes i think are when you feel like some the main characters are different or better off or have changed uh because of this episode you know with Christmas right. the joker or on leather wings for that matter doesn't really feel like Batman doesn't really go through any kind of personal struggle or right. personal demons or really have to overcome anything besides a physical threat. Whereas here he's dealing very much with an emotional threat and you feel that like he's come out a stronger person, a better person. And that it feels earned because of what we saw him went through, what we saw him go through. And right. a large part of that is the music, I think helping to get those emotions across. Yeah, I, I would agree completely that that uh, that's you know, that, it's going to be hard to top this as far as music is concerned. I know we're we're three three episodes in, but as as far as music is concerned, man, this was a this was a great episode. Uh, so you gave that a ten out of ten. I gave it an eight out of ten. Um, and uh, so final score, uh, since I gave it a one a plus one bonus point for the title card, uh, I went ahead and brought my score up to a thirty out of forty for this episode. Yeah, and mine would be thirty four out of uh, forty. So this is nice. Uh, Close. That's our highest rating to date uh, for both of us. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our, our, definitely our highest rated to date. Um, and, and that just goes to show you, just because it's early on, you know, and, and my first thought after watching those first two episodes was like, do I just, like, do we romanticize these a little bit too much? You know, are we, we do we think that these are better than, than, they, than I remember them? Like, why? Not, like we said, not because they were bad, but there's certainly nostalgia lends to a little bit of rose-colored glasses oh, at times. But uh, but after seeing this episode, I was like, nope. I now know why we love these love these episodes. It's an episode oh, yeah. like this. Yeah, and again, uh, we talked about how this has the the portrayal of Batman here. Again, I think really informed every version of Batman. You mentioned sort of the influence that the scenes in this maybe had on the Nolan films, or uh, if you've played any of the the Arkham the Batman Arkham video games, uh, Scarecrow is a very big part of a couple of those games. And, and certainly there's a lot of elements to, uh, to what this, this show as an individual show and uh, the performance by Kevin Connery, I think meant this is a, this is a pretty important episode as far as I think uh, not just for the, for the famous quote, but just the way Batman's portrayed the way he's, uh, you know, what he's able to overcome and, and maybe taking a harder look at that, of that side of of seeing Batman doubt a lot of times, especially in sort of more modern comics, Batman can be a sort of deus ex machina character. Mm -hmm. He's just, you know, he's so smart and so clever and so brilliant that we almost, we sometimes don't even get to see him struggle and to see him struggling with perhaps the most human emotion, the most relatable emotion possible that being, you know, self doubt and fear right. of not living up to your parents or not living up to your heroes. Right. Uh, Every, again, like what we talked about earlier, everybody can live up to that. And I think that right. this episode is very important historically uh, for a variety of reasons. I, I, I would agree with you. Again, maybe it was just I hadn't, hadn't watched this episode a whole bunch, but then you, you go into it sort of with like a, a, a blank slate. But uh, coming out of it, man, this is this is this might 
end up being in a, in a top ten if I if we have to put a put a top ten list together. So certainly, certainly phenomenal. So uh, with that, any anything else you want to add to the to the episode or or anything we didn't talk about? Uh, not re- not really. I just want to say again, this is this this was great. And as you mentioned, uh, this is this is one of those episodes that's going to remind you. Uh, that when you're a kid, you can watch this show and just see Batman punching bad guys and, you know, kind of having adventures and enjoy it. And then you get a little older and you realize the themes and the, the acting. And it really makes it makes a show that I think it's it's a great just a great show. And it, the fact that it's age as well as it has is it's, it's really pleasantly surprising. I'm with you. Absolutely. All right. So uh, with that, once again, we thank you for tuning in and listening to us. We would love to hear your feedback, your thoughts. What did you think of Nothing to Fear? Uh, What were your scores on uh, the plot, the animation, the music, the voice acting? Uh, Was there anything that we missed, any plot holes that we missed, anything that that you thought was – was great about this episode that surprised you or maybe maybe you completely disagree with us and think this episode is complete crap uh we would love to hear your thoughts go ahead and tweet us at dcau review uh go ahead and comment on our post on facebook facebook.com slash dcau review you can just search for dcau review at the top of your facebook search bar uh and of course uh go ahead and Subscribe to us on iTunes. You'll get each episode as it's uploaded, downloaded to your computer, and uh, streaming also that way. Also streaming at dcaureview.wordpress.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you give us some feedback. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you have a second. We would love that. All right. With that, uh, that'll about wrap us up. Uh, Until next time, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.